Wherever you are right now, make your request known. Remember, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Lift your voice, make your expectation known. Express your desire. My father, I must be visited this morning. Beginning this hour, oh God of heaven, visit me by your word. Visit me by your word. Turn things around in my destiny. Is somebody praying? Pray in the spirit. Pray in your understanding. Open up your spirit and talk to your father. This morning, the heavens over you are open and God is hearing you. Our father, visit with us this morning. Appear to me as you did to Samuel. Change my story to the glory of your name. In the name of Jesus, let your word address my situation. Let your word address my circumstances. Let everything concerning me become a turnaround testimony. Is somebody praying? Lift your voice everywhere. Lift your hand right now. Begin to call for the presence of the Lord to fill the inn. Even the viewing center where you are right now across the earth, talk to God. So fill everywhere with his presence and his glory. Lift your hand. Wave it to heaven in appreciation because our God answers prayers. Your prayer has been answered. In Jesus' awesome name, we have prayed. Your amen can turn things around. Put your hands together as we welcome Shiloh Masquire to take us in praise.
Jesus. Hallelujah.
fullness of God's blessings. It shall be so for you. In our inheritance is communicated and delivered through the word. I commend you to God and to the word of grace which is able to build you up and to give your own inheritance among them which are sanctified. So it's through the word we take delivery of what belongs to us in Christ. And this our visitation through the world will result in something profound in your life. Give the Lord a big hand of praise and please you may be seated. Amen. For the first segment of the world this morning, I'd like it to be said, 
There are four segments, as our custom is, and each one will deliver its content to the full. And I'll share this testimony with you for a start to bring in the first person that will minister. The day our first son was going to be born, I was studying Charles G. Finney Revival. I'm sure many of you have seen that book before. It's quite a volume. I was so engrossed in it that I forgot that my wife was in the hospital. And I'm telling you the truth in Christ. I was so lost in it. My heart was panting for an awakening. My heart was panting for a revival. I saw fire coming off from that man and his teachings. And then the morning the news arrived that God has blessed her with a male child. And I asked the Lord, what would this child be called? You know, I, I ask questions. That's why I don't like answers. He said, another warrior has come. Simple. Another warrior has come. Nobody bore that name in our entire family lineage. Nobody has ever borne it. And I had a very quick interpretation. Uluwa Makin Day. God has brought another warrior. Nobody has ever borne that, borne that name in our entire family lineage. It's not in the history of our people. And so, by virtue of the environment in which they grew, they began to pant after God. They began to pant after God. And today, it's my God-given grace and privilege to have my biological seed sharing the pulpit with me. Amen. And effectively so, insightfully so, and impactfully so. These are not man-made arrangements. This child is one day old. And I say, Jesus, what would this child be called? What shall be the name of this church? It's not the name we coined. From somewhere I just say, yes. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I love details. I hate guesswork. And so I will sit down here and I'll be taking note. From a child that I knew the day he was born. Amen. And not, not just crippling things, but just 
looking at light coming from those teachings. Can I tell all my friends and co-liberals here, don't call your children to ministry. You will be the one to back them up if you do. God is the only chartered caller. Don't try it. It's not a family endeavor. It's not a business. In the sense of uh, uh, civil engineering and coal. And so it's my honor this morning and God-given privilege. Please rise to your feet and welcome the resident pastor of the faith tabernacle as he brings the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands to heaven this morning. Father, we thank you today for the privilege and the blessing of being in your presence in this hour of visitation. By your word this morning, let each one of us be changed. Let each one of us be transformed. Grant each one of us a turnaround in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, mighty God, in Jesus' precious name. Give Jesus a big hand and please, you may be seated in his presence. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to specially appreciate God and appreciate his servant, my father, for this privilege to stand upon this exalted altar. Whatever it is that we have seen as light, it is because in his light, we have seen light. And for it, we give God all the glory. Thank you very much, sir. Give Jesus a big hand of praise. This morning, we are going to be going into God's word. We began very powerfully yesterday as God began to open our eyes in that night of encounter. And I believe that this morning, God will yet again show us light. We are looking at this teaching entitled, Engaging the Prayer Altar for Turnaround Encounters. Engaging the Prayer Altar for Turnaround Encounters. Yesterday we saw that we have, we have a turnaround heritage in Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, God's servant showed us yesterday, he said, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. In fact, we discover that we are turned around agents on the earth. The Bible says you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. It says that you should let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. When you look at the nature, you discover that there are no two forces that are vital to turn around physically like salt and light. 
When God was going to turn around the world, the first thing he introduced was light. Let there be light. And from that point, everything contrary on the earth was turned around supernaturally. You agree with me that when food is lacking taste, you don't ask for different ingredients when you have sat on the table already. Any finished food is vitally turned around by salt. When you put salt, it turns the food around. That's what you and I are to be on the earth. That when cases seem closed, we are the agents of turnaround that God introduces. That's going to be somebody's experience here. You believe it? Say it louder, amen. This means that we are expected to experience supernatural turnaround as a lifestyle. In the book of Psalm 126 verse 1, it says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we're like them that dream. Not just when he turned around the captivity, but when he turned it again. So turn around is ordained by God to be an again and again experience. From today, supernatural turnaround shall be a once and again experience for you. You believe it? Say loud, amen. I said it shall be a once and again experience for you. In Ezekiel 21 and verse 27, he said, I will overturn, I will overturn, I will overturn. For somebody that will be your experience at this year's Shiloh. God will overturn and 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 overturn. Somebody believe it's you say louder, amen. But behind every turnaround experience of a man is his encounter with God. Behind every turnaround experience of any man is that individual's encounter with God. First Corinthians two verse, First Corinthians four verse seven. Sorry, it said to us there. He said, "What maketh thee to differ from another, and what do you have that you have not received?" So anything that occurs positively in the life of an individual is the product of the hand of God. In fact. It is the intervention of God that overturns obstacles into miracles. I don't know what you have come with to this mountain of Shiloh that may look like an obstacle, but as you encounter God upon this mountain, it shall be overturned into a miracle. Somebody believe it, say louder, amen. That is why encountering God is the foundational requirement for all turnaround experiences in life. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it said, We all with open face beholding or encountering him as in a glass. We are changed into the same image. When you encounter God, you experience supernatural turnarounds. Upon this mountain this morning, I see you encountering God supernaturally. If you believe you are, say louder, amen. I said, if you believe you are, say louder, amen. But the foundational platform upon which we encounter the God of turnaround is the platform of prayer. The platform of prayer. The platform of prayer. In the book of Genesis chapter 3, when all things seem to have gone off course by the fall of man, there is a vital statement made in chapter 4 of Genesis and verse 26. The Bible says, from the time of Enos, he said, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Men began to call upon the name of the Lord. 
And if you read the book of Genesis very clearly, you will see that from that point, there were two lineages. Those who called on God were of the lineage of God. And then those who did not were separated. So it is our access to the altar of prayer that gives us access to vivid encounters with God. And that is why I pray this morning that by the encounter we are having upon this mountain, each one's prayer life will be rekindled afresh. A fresh release of the spirit of grace and supplication shall come upon your life today. If you believe it, say louder, amen. There is something dramatic that changes when men encounter God on the altar of prayer. And we're going to look at some examples in scriptures of turnarounds that were provoked on the altar of prayer. The first one we look at is at the life of Jesus, our turnaround savior. He provoked a turnaround on the altar of prayer. Luke chapter 9 verse 28 and verse 29. The Bible says, and as Jesus prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered as he prayed. And the raiment that he had was white and glistering. As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. It could not remain the same. The altar of prayer brought about vivid and visible changes in him. When they looked at him, his face was changed. When they looked at his garment, his garment was changed. There was a supernatural transformation that took place as he engaged the altar of prayer. It did not take place before he prayed. It took place as he prayed, as Jesus prayed. The fashion of his countenance was altered and his white garment became white and glistering. In fact, the Bible shows us that after engaging the altar of prayer, there was an open affirmation from heaven. God speaking directly concerning Jesus. What did he say? This is my beloved son, hear ye him. From the altar of prayer, his voice could no longer be silenced. God said, this is my son. Now, hear ye him. Anything he says must be heard. Anything he says must be, must be responded to. That took place on the altar of prayer. That shows you and I that our authority level changes as we stand on the altar of prayer. When a man encounters God in prayer, there is a change of level that takes place supernaturally. Please hear this. Voices may sound the same, but authority differs in level. You may have two people that sound exactly the same, but the authority level will always differ. The Bible tells us that when seven sons of Sceva came across one madman, a man possessed with the devil, and the Bible said these individuals were exorcists. He said, but when they spoke and said, come out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. The Bible said the devil responded. I'm hearing a voice, but I'm not hearing authority there. He said, I am hearing you, but this is not the voice of Paul. You mentioned his name. This is not the voice of Jesus. You mentioned his name. Who exactly are you? And the Bible said that the man with that demon pounced upon the seven of them, beat them up, and chased them out naked. Lack of authority. Now, seven voices could not be heard by one demon. But God is saying that when a person stands in prayer, there is an upgrade in authority. Where your voice begins to amplify in volume, 
in the realm of the spirit when you are heard they hear authority from this day onward as the fires of the altar of prayer are kindled upon your heart your voice will increase in authority somebody believe me say louder amen i said somebody believe me say louder amen so according to scriptures we are made to see that on the altar of prayer we have an increase in authority as seen in christ beyond that we also discover concerning jesus that there was a shift in dimension of power the same luke chapter 9 and verse 43 the bible says and then they began to see the mighty power of god the mighty power of god power is in degrees power is in levels and one of the ways that we increase the conduct of god's power in our lives is by engaging the altar of prayer the bible says in the book of ephesians 3 verse 20 now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that is at work in you so what god does for you does with you does through you is determined by the power at work in you and the power at work in you is directly correlated to your engagement on the altar of prayer you see every wire you see that is connected to any source of power carries the same thing electricity but it carries it in different quantities when you look at a, a socket a socket has wires and the wire carries electricity if you touch it it will shock you but you can go around and tell people look i don't know what happened i just touched that wire and it shocked me it is also electricity there is a cable that brings wire into your house it's carrying the same thing electricity if you touch that one it is more dangerous they may need to tell you what happened and then there is high tension cable when you are under it you hear sounds it is carrying the same thing but a different quantity anyone who touches it may not know whatever happened it may be the end i discovered something i saw something a few years ago and it just sparked my understanding i saw a bird that flew and landed on a high tension cable landed bam and then all that we saw boom was feathers the bed instantly disappeared all that was left was feathers and i began to remember that there are also cables that come into houses where you see pigeons standing on they even put only one leg and leave the other one it is also electricity passing through it but at a different quantity you see there are things that will allow hateful birds of wickedness agents of the devil to still pose on top of your life but when you increase the frequency of power the things that were tormenting you will naturally be destroyed but how do you increase it you enlarge your capacity the wire inside your socket is not the same size as the one that comes into the house the one coming into the house is not the same size as the one that is a high tension cable they are all different in size and therefore different in content on the altar of prayer you are enlarging your spiritual wire to increase the conduct of god's power 
flowing through you, operating through you, manifesting through you. That is why the more time you spend with God in prayer, the more power flows through you. Shout hallelujah. It came to a point that when Jesus showed up, he did not need to announce. Devils began to cry out. They began to cry out. Have you come to destroy us before our time? He was a danger sign to the enemy. I pray that from this mountain, as the altar of prayer in your life is rekindled again, you become a danger sign to the enemy. Somebody believe it, say louder, amen. The second example we have is the example of the apostles. They provoked turn around in their ministry on the altar of prayer. In Acts chapter, chapter 4, verse 29 to 33, the Bible tells us concerning them, it said they prayed and said, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. It says, and by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And the Bible tells us that when they had prayed, the place where they were was shaken. And they were assembled together and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they speak the word with boldness. Look at verse 33. The Bible says, And with great power gave the apostles witness to the resurrection of Christ. And great grace was upon them all. With great power they gave witness to the resurrection of Christ. And great grace was upon them all. I want you to take note of verse 29. The Bible said that they said to God, Behold their threatenings. Behold their threatenings. The apostles were resisted and threatened by the leaders of the day. But what they required to silence the hostility was simply an increase in power. Proverbs 24 verse 10. He said if you faint in the day of adversity, it's not because the problems are many, but because your strength is small. It's not because the hostility is too much. It's because your strength is small. There are many people today complaining about situations. Oh, things are hard. Things are tough. Things are difficult. Listen, God is simply saying, don't complain about the situation. Change your dimension of operation. If you can move up in power, you will dominate the hostilities of, of your time. For somebody here, whatever looks like hostility against your life, against your destiny, I see you dominating it from today in the name of Jesus. Somebody believe it, say louder, amen. amen. I said, somebody believe it, say louder, amen. amen. When there is a threat, what you require is greater strength. In the day of adversity, if you faint, it is because your strength is little. It is small. It's inadequate. And how do you change your strength? You change your level of strength by engaging on the altar of prayer. The Bible said, as they did so, two things happened. One, there was great power. Two, there was great grace. Grace increased and power increased. So not only is there an upgrade in power, there is an upgrade in grace as we engage the altar of prayer. For somebody here upon this mountain, as the fires of your prayer life are rekindled upon this mountain, I see you changing levels in grace. Paul said, I'm what I am by the grace of God. 
by the grace of God. What becomes of you is grace determined. But the grace that is directed to you is prayer determined. So engage the altar of prayer. And you enjoy supernatural dimension of grace. For somebody here today, I see that becoming your own experience. You believe it, say it louder, amen. I say you believe it, say it louder, amen. You believe it, say the loudest, amen. When a man genuinely encounters God, he cannot be threatened in life. He cannot be threatened in life. We have heard the testimony of God's servant, our father say, he said many years ago, somebody came from the, from the city authorities and said to him, gave him a letter. And what was in the letter? That quit this place within seven days. And he said, he looked at him and said to him, you and all those that sent you within seven days, you are all dead men. The man went and came back. He said, they sent me. I'm not the one who originated this. They sent me. It's not my fault. You and they that sent you within seven days, you are all dead men. That is the voice of authority that is stimulated by heavenly connectivity and that is what you activate in prayer my prayer for each one of us is that upon this mountain you will never lack heaven connectivity again from this day onward that connectivity shall become your own experience the third example we have is the example of jacob jacob also provoked a turnaround on the altar of prayer. Genesis 32, verse 24 to 28. The Bible says, they wrestled a man with him and they wrestled to the break of the dawn. And he said, let me go for the day break it. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said, he looked at him and said, after trying to struggle his way out, he said, you have power with God and with men and you have prevailed. You have prevailed. Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but your name shall now be Israel. Jacob, the man, saw a change of story, a change of name, a change of experience on the altar of prayer. Somebody may, may wonder, what is it really that was about the life of Jacob? Jacob was a man that was, as it were, exposed to difficulties. To marry a wife, what is the bride price? He said, you'll be a servant for seven years. No salary. At the end of the day, your reward will be the wife. He worked for seven years. They gave him the wrong wife. They said, for you to get the right one, you work for another seven years, 14 years, to marry a wife. That was the bride price. At the end of the 14th year, gave him the wife. Now, suddenly, he has wife and children, but now needs to feed them. They said, now you are going to work to feed these children. And as he was working, they were changing his salary ten times, up and down. Trying to manipulate him. Struggle on every side. But when he met with God, something changed. Suddenly, by that engagement on the altar of prayer, you don't see the sweat of Jacob, but you see the sweetness around him. He sent a word into Jacob and he lighted upon all of Israel. There was a change of description, a change of experience. For somebody upon this mountain, as you stand in prayer, there will be a change of experience for you. 
every sweat in your life will be converted to sweetness in the name of jesus christ the next example we have is the example of moses moses also encountered a turnaround on the altar of prayer exodus 34 verse 27 to 32 moses went up to pray and by the time that he came back there was a change of visage a supernatural transformation had taken place with him god had visited him and his story had changed for somebody on the altar of prayer in the shiloh prayer hour in your personal times of prayer in the various services god will visit you with a change of story Moses was a man who, as it were, could not be heard. He said in the book of Exodus 4 and verse 1, he said, these people will not hear me. They will not believe me. They will not hearken unto my voice. They will not listen unto me. God said, don't worry. All you need to do is encounter me. Just let me visit you in prayer and watch what becomes of you. And we know in the book of Exodus chapter 19, verse 9 to 11, God spoke to, to Moses and he said, look, Lo, I come unto thee in the thick of the cloud. And the people will hear when I speak unto thee. And believe thee forever. It was on the altar of prayer that Moses became a voice to be reckoned with. As you stand there speaking with me. He said they will hear you. They will hear me. And they will believe you forever. And verse 19 of the same scripture. He said as the voice of the trumpet sounded loud and louder. He said that Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. And from that day onward, he became a voice. There is somebody who is hearing me today that as God responds to you on the altar of prayer, you will become a voice to your generation. The final example we have is the example of David. David provoked turnarounds on the altar of prayer. He arrived in the city of Ziglag in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 to verse 9 city was burned down everything was taken away he went to god lord should i pursue will i overtake and the lord responded to him pursue for thou shalt surely overtake and without fail you will recover all and we know what happened in verse 19 to verse 21 david recovered all there was nothing missing whether small or great whether children or wives david recovered all so the altar of prayer was where he encountered God to turn his losses into restoration. Somebody's losses have been turned to restoration. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 18 to 20 and verse 25 and 26, we are told there how David was confronted with the Philistines. And he went to God, Lord, what do I do? God said, go ahead. He went ahead and discomfited them. They came again and he said, Lord, what do I do? He said, don't go. When you hear the goings on the marble trees, he said, then bestir thyself because the Lord goes before thee. And he came out victorious. David fought the most wars and never lost any battle. And he did that on the altar of prayer. You can't lose out in life when prayer is your life. You can't lose out in life when prayer is your life. When you live a life of prayer, you cannot live a life of defeat. A prayerful life is a powerful life. And a powerful life is a victorious life. From today, I see each one of us enjoying fresh grace upon the altar of prayer in the name of Jesus. Somebody believe it, say loud, amen. Now, quickly, how do you engage the turnaround God in prayer? How do you engage 
the turnaround God in prayer. What are the requirements to engage the turnaround God in prayer? How can I encounter him in prayer? Number one, define your expectation. Prayer without expectation will end up in frustration. In the book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18, it says, surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off there are many speaking mouths that are not connected to expectant hearts it is vital for us to understand that the expectation of your heart is what determines the manifestation of god's hand god will respond to you on the basis of your expectation where there is no expectation there will be no visitation this is so important. So it's important for us to understand that you must define your expectation. What are you expecting to see take place? Whether your prayer is for yourself as an individual, whether it is for standing the gap for others, whether it is the advancement of the kingdom of God, let your expectation be defined. Let it be clear. God's servant has shared how sometime, some years ago he stood at the covenant hour prayer and said, Lord, give me 1,000 souls this week. Give me a thousand souls this week. Give me a thousand souls this week. A prayer that seems so unattainable. But suddenly, because there was a defined expectation, there was a heavenly visitation. And that week for the first time, a thousand souls came in, in a go, in the week, in his outreaches. Your expectation must be defined. Your expectation must be defined. Number two vital requirement for you to experience the turnaround God on the altar of prayer is anchor your desire on his word. The word of God is what gives you a right with God. Until you anchor on his word, your prayer is without basis. The altar of prayer is not an altar of sentiment. It has an, it's an altar of engagement. And you engage with God on the basis of his terms. First John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. The Bible tells us there. It says this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. And what is his will? His word. He heareth us. It says and if we know that he hears us. Then whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petitions. That we have desired of him. So God makes it very clear. If you are going to have. You know answers. From the turn around God on the altar of prayer. You must anchor your desire. On the basis of his word. The word of God must be the foundation. Whatever God says in his word. Is committed to. Numbers 23 verse 19, he said, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? He says, has he spoken and will he not make it good? Anything that God says is committed to perform. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 16 all the way down to verse 18. The Bible tells us there. Hebrews 6 verse 16 to 18. It says, for men verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. He said, God willing therefore more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. So that by two immutable things it was impossible for God to lie. And we may be able to lay hold 
on the hope that is set before us. So we can anchor our expectation on God's word. Whatever God says, God is bound to perform. Shout hallelujah. I say shout hallelujah. That's why if you watch here very well, you will discover every prayer point is back with a scripture. Why? It is the heavenly protocol. When it is based on his word, God is bound by his word. Number three, engage your heart to approach unto God. Engage your heart. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 21, the Bible says, who is this that has engaged his heart? Has engaged his heart to approach unto me. It always takes the heart. Until your heart is engaged in prayer, God is not interested. In the book of Jeremiah chapter, Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 10, the Bible says, I the Lord, I search the heart. I try the reins to give unto every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. God responds to the connectivity of our heart. God responds to the connectivity of our heart. My prayer is that from this day onward, your heart will never be disconnected again. Somebody believe it, say loud, amen. Number four, engage your faith on the altar of prayer. Engage your faith on the altar of prayer. Matthew 21 and verse 22, it says, And all things soever that you desire in prayer, when you pray in prayer, believe in, it said, you shall receive. All things. So where faith is present, God is responsive. It is faith that gives you connectivity with God. Faith. Faith. It gives you connectivity with God. Where there is no faith, there is bad network. You call, it's not going through. But when there is faith, there is clear network. Everything you are saying, God is hearing and God is responding to. From today, God will keep responding to you. Yeah. Somebody believe it, say loud amen. Yeah. I said somebody believe it, say loud amen. Yeah. I've shared before how a number of years ago, 2008 to be precise, as we go servant our father and he looked at me and said, David, I know God hears me when I pray. I know God hears me when I pray. I can never forget it. When I heard that statement, I went and sat down. I said, what is it that will make somebody talk like this? I know God hears Because I know there are many people who are not sure when they pray whether God heard. They are not sure. But it looks with a, with a, with a sight of certainty. I know that God hears me when I pray. You see, when you approach God with the certainty of faith, you are certain to come out with an answer. From this day onward, your faith will never fail again. I said your faith will never fail again. Number five, engage the power of thanksgiving to secure the answer. When you go to the altar of prayer, your entry is with gratitude. Your exit is with thanksgiving. You enter into his presence with thanksgiving, into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Psalm 100 and verse 4. So clearly from scriptures, there is a protocol for God's presence. There's a protocol for God's presence. You enter with your expectation, but if you exit with his manifestation, you will require thanksgiving. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. The Bible tells us there, be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving make your request known unto god from today your prayers will never lack answers somebody believe it say loud amen
as we begin to wrap up this morning, what are the facilitators of turnarounds on the altar of prayer? Two things, and then we are going to pray. Number one, sanctification. We heard about it yesterday and also heard about it also in the prayer, Shiloh prayer hour this morning. Sanctification. John chapter 9 verse 31. And we know that God heareth not sinners. And we know that God heareth not sinners. When sin is allowed to fester, God is disconnected. Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2. The, eyes, the hand of the Lord is not short that he can't save. His ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquity has put a gap between you and me that I'm not able to hear or save. God cannot be connected when a life is not sanctified, separated unto him. Sanctification is a vital necessity. Some years ago, I was privileged to be working, um, doing some work with our technical team here. And I saw something for the first time as at that time, a number of years ago. I got there to the studio and I saw them isolating voices. The choir was singing isolating voices on the, on the mixer board. And they would silence certain voices and pick one. And only that voice would be heard. They would pick others. They would drop one. Only that voice would be heard. And I discovered that no matter how you sing on the mic, what is heard is determined by the one that is on the master board. No matter how much noise you make in prayer, what is heard by God is the one that is, is determined by the one on the master board. And what does he do on the master board when he sees iniquity? Silence. So you can scream and scream, but your voice is not heard. That's why I said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. There's a mixer in heaven. God says, silence. That one cannot be heard again. But your own voice will be heard from now. Somebody believe it, say loud, amen. And finally, number two, number two key for you to enjoy turnarounds on the altar of prayer is have a heart for God. When your love for God is confirmed, God's attention for you is retained. All things will always work together for good to them that love God. From today, your prayers will begin to secure heavenly turnarounds. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise on your feet with me this morning. Lift your hand to heaven. Lord, I receive this morning a fresh release of the spirit of grace and supplication. Pray that prayer from the depth of your heart right now. I receive, O oh Lord, a fresh release of the spirit of grace and supplication upon my life. My prayer life will never be dampened again. Lord, my prayer life shall be on fire from today. Lift your voice and pray that prayer right now. I receive upon my life a fresh release of the spirit of grace and supplication. My prayer life will never go down again. It will keep going from grace to grace, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, mighty God, in Jesus' precious name. From this day onward, your prayer life and your prayer altar shall be on fire. In Jesus' precious name. Somebody believe, say loud, amen. We are going to celebrate God. The choir will be leading us as we give God the glory together. Give Jesus a big, big hand of praise. No sorrow inside. Praise the Lord. I saw, I saw the light. I saw the light. I see the light. No 
more darker. No more. I am so happy.
give the Lord a big hand of praise, everyone. Amen. I believe the visitation has begun. The hour of visitation is speaking already. Somebody's told is changing right there. Somebody now knows what to do to change level. You'll never be found at the same spot again. In the name of Jesus. The first time the Holy Ghost came down upon Christ, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The second time he said, it's my beloved son, hear him. Just level changing. Somebody's living here with that consciousness of continuous and unending change of level in our walk with God in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, for his word, give the Lord a big hand. And please get seated. Amen. Every apostolic grace is available to all and accessible by only those who are interested and crave for it. I saw grace upon Kennedy again. I craved for it. And I found it. I saw church growth grace upon young Cho. I went after it until I found it. Paul the Apostle said, you are all partakers of my grace. It's available to all but accessible for to only those who are interested and genuinely crave for it. One of my sons in the gospel, I'm just blessed, blessed, because what God is doing is proving that what we are doing is not fake. Amen. It's not fake. It's real. It's based on the word. And so it keeps walking and continues to walk. As I look at men and women here, I just bless the name of the Lord for what grace is doing in the life of each one and their respective ministries. This morning, one of my beloved sons will be coming up here to bring us the second word in this hour of visitation. Uh, I saw in him an addicted learner. I saw in him someone with sense of value for grace. It has, it's our sense of value that determines the flow of value or virtue. We need a sense of value to assess the flow of virtue. And I'm glad to see the grace of God actively operating in his life with impact. I'm blessed to call him my son in the gospel and his wife, my daughter in the gospel. Please stand to your feet and welcome with me this morning Pastor Paul Ineche as he brings the word in this segment.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you because you are God. El Shaddai, Elion, Elohim. We worship you because known unto you are all your works from the foundation of the world. Father, you have never gathered a people together to waste their time. Thank you for gathering us together at this time to invest in our lives. We vow to give you all the glory and we believe we will not live here the same. Blessed be your name, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Everybody expecting a turnaround encounter, give Jesus a clap and a shout of praise. And please be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to appreciate my Father in the Lord for the privilege to stand upon this exalted altar. I want to appreciate him for the privilege of fathering and mentoring that has brought us so far. Sir, I want to thank you because you gave us the opportunity to see light and in your light we saw very, very bright light. There are things that we will never have dared except that we saw it. Thank you for blazing the trail and we appreciate you. I want to appreciate our mother and the Lord for standing so strong with our father. Thank you for making it easy for him. We appreciate you, man. Hallelujah. Some time ago, God gave me a song that is around this title. And I thought that before I step into the world, there is somebody here that that may be your story. Mm -hmm. Are you weighed down by battles in life? Are you thinking of quitting the race? There is no need to give up on your journey because I know my God will turn it around. Are you way down by battles in life? Are you thinking of quitting the race? There is no need to give up on your journey because I know my will I know my God will turn it around. I have seen, I have seen my God turn it around. There are so many, many, there are so many, many, many times in my life that I have seen my God turn it around. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know my God will turn it around. I have seen, I have seen my God 
strength. Have you suffered from disappointment? Just keep holding on to the one who cannot disappoint. I hold my God. destiny a turn around around your life in Jesus name give the Lord a praise as you take your sin hallelujah amen very very quickly we shall be looking at engaging the world for turn around encounters engaging the world for turn around encounters in this session we shall be looking at the turnaround power of the world we shall also look at the various actions of the world that culminate in a turnaround and then we shall look at those activities that facilitate the ministry of the world all under exploring covenant platforms for supernatural turnaround. It is very clear from scripture that the word of God, in addition to the prayer platform we just listened to, is a major covenant platform for supernatural turnaround for two reasons. First, the word brings not just insight but impact that guarantees a turnaround the world brings not just insight but impact that guarantees a turnaround second the world brings not just revelation but what i call energization to guarantee a turnaround examples first in Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 all the way to verse 5, 6, 7, Peter had toiled all night and he 
caught nothing. And when he encountered the world, he said, Master, I have toiled all night. I have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he did so, he enclosed a great multitude of fishes until the net break. A turnaround happened instantly at the point of the word. Someone is here today. A turnaround is happening for you at this word point. Second, at the wedding in Cana of Galilee, when the wine was expired or finished, and there was the need, the wedding was almost about to be ruined. Until Mary, the mother of Jesus, told them in John chapter 2 and in verse 5, whatsoever he saith unto you, in other words, whatever word he shows you, run with that word and there shall be a turnaround. They ran with the word and there was a turnaround. Everyone that is at the verge of embarrassment right now, I announce to you the word is coming that will give you a turnaround. In the name of of Jesus Christ. Thirdly, the beginning of the turnaround for the captivity of Israel in Babylon happened when Daniel understood by books. In Daniel chapter 9 and in verse 2, the captivity would have continued, but Daniel understood by books. What books? The book of the prophet Jeremiah. That the people of God were meant to stay in Babylon for 70 years. Jeremiah chapter 29 and in verse 10. That was where Daniel read and saw that the captivity. Say for thus say the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon. I will visit you and perform my good work toward you in causing you to return to this place. 70 years has expired and the captivity was not coming to an end. Until Daniel went into the book and saw what the schedule was. And he engaged the altar of prayer like we just heard. And then the turnaround began. Beloved, captivity will continue until insight and light is accessed. A turnaround happened because someone stepped into the book and saw that a turnaround was long overdue. Now, what are the functions of the word that can bring a turn around? Number one, the word brings correction. The word brings correction. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 tells us that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. The word brings correction. It causes you to make a turn. The word causes you to change your course of action. And beloved, don't forget this. Many times, it takes a turn aside to experience a turn around. Many times, it takes a changing of the course of action. In Exodus chapter 3 and in verse 3, when Moses saw what he never saw before, the Bible said, he said, I will now turn aside. When he turned aside, that was when there was a turnaround. For somebody here, God brought you here for a turn aside so that there can be a turnaround. If you believe that, say the loudest, amen. 
the word brings correction. Number two, the word brings direction. The word brings direction. Psalm 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It brings direction. And the light of direction guarantees effortless turnaround. Many of us have not left where we are because we don't know what to do. Every time you know what to do, you leave where you are. Every time you know what to do, you leave where you are. Direction is the cure for stagnation. Direction cures stagnation. So, the word brings direction. Somebody's direction is coming in this season. Shout the loudest, amen. Number three, the word brings restoration. In Luke chapter 15, a woman lost a coin. And the Bible said, she lit the candle in verse 8. And then she, and she swept the house. And she, she found the piece of silver that was lost by the light. We just saw that the word is light unto our path. The word brings direction. There is nothing so lost that cannot be found by the light of the word. Nothing under heaven is so lost that cannot be found by the light of the word. The word brings restoration. Number three, number four now, the word brings illumination. The word brings illumination. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Listen to this. The light of the world disarms the force of the night. It doesn't matter the night you have experienced or are experiencing now. It takes the force of the word to disarm the light of the world to disarm the force of the night. Night time always gives way to daylight by the power of the word. If there is anyone seated here today and the enemy brought you here in the night time season of your life, I am anointed to announce to you that that night is giving way now in the name of Jesus Christ. The word brings illumination. Number five, the word brings distinction. Arise, shine. For your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen. When light comes, people shine. The only reason why a person will not shine today is because he's lacking in light. In Matthew chapter 16 and in verse 16 to 17, when from verse 13, when Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say I am? When Peter, by light, recognized who the word was, he set him in a class of his own. He put him, he said, blessed are thou, Simon. I set you apart from your contemporaries. Listen, beloved brothers and sisters, to be lighted by the word is to be outstanding in the world. To be lighted by the word is to be outstanding in the world. Listen to this. No force of hell can 
keep a lighted man in obscurity. No force of hell for a city set on a hill cannot be hid. Everything that witchcraft has used to cover your life, that cover is destroyed now in the name of Jesus. Is destroyed by the light of the world in the name of Jesus. The, the word brings distinction. Number six, the word brings elevation. Galatians chapter 2 verse 2. Paul the apostle said, I went up by revelation. Listen, revelation is permanently the doorway to elevation. And listen to this. To be lighted is to be lifted and shifted higher in life. Show me a lighted man. I will show you a lifted man. Show me a lighted woman. I will show you a lifted woman. Is to be lifted and shifted higher in life. There are those who came in here. On your return back to where you came from, people will not recognize your level. They will not recognize your level. Say the loudest, amen. The major difference between Paul the Apostle, the late comer, who became the frontliner. Ay, 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 ay. Paul, the, Paul the Apostle was not there when Jesus walked on the earth. He didn't follow the apostles. As a matter of fact, the Holy Ghost had come. And the Holy Ghost was operating. He was not aware yet. Paul was persecuting the church and fighting them. But suddenly, on the road to Damascus, he repented and joined the apostles late. Late comma became frontliner by virtue of light. It doesn't matter how late you came. It matters how lighted you are. There may be people in church for 20 years and they haven't seen anything. I heard from, from our father in the Lord some time ago where someone who had followed from Kaduna all the way and came all the way to Lagos and had been in church. One day he heard the message after almost 20 years. And he said, oh, I'm just understanding the tight now. After so many years, it doesn't matter how late you came. It matters how lighted you are. Is God speaking to anybody here at all? Paul the apostle, by the power of light, Peter speaking said, some of the things that Paul speaks are things too hard to understand. In 2 Peter 3.15, that is Peter the master apostle was finding it difficult to understand the light of Paul. No wonder nobody could see Paul's break light. Only him carried half of the New Testament and divided the rest for the eleven. I see somebody shifting forward. If you are that one, you are saying the loudest amen. amen. Say the loudest amen. amen. Hear this. Movement from the background to the forefront. From the pit to the top. Happens at the frequency of light. From the background to the forefront. From the pit to the top. It happens. Whether the devil likes it or not, your level is shifting this time around. Your level is shifting this time around. You believe it. Say the loudest. Amen. The word brings 
elevation. Number seven, the word brings revolution. That was what happened to Peter. Where there was no fish in the river. And when a fisherman of the caliber of Peter tells you, I toiled all night and I have caught nothing. He had really toiled. He had exhausted his expertise. He was born into fishing. And they fish at night because the visibility of fishes are poor in the night. And he had done all that and there was no, no fish. Now what you do with a little body of water, they call it a lake, which means it was a restricted body of water. It means literally fishes were not there. You go a little bit and return back for another fishing season. But you remain there. When the world arrived, there was a forceful change. Suddenly fishes began to announce to themselves from the Mississippi River to the Ohio River to the Benue River to the Niger River let us head to Gennesaret there is a revival going on there and there was suddenly a forceful change I don't know who God is speaking to here today but a forceful change is happening in your life A revolution is a drastic change of story a very drastic change of story that is what the word does number eight the word and then when the word comes of course the world must turn number eight we have seen that severally the word brings purification it brings purification psalm 119 verse 8 the bible said wherewithal shall Psalm 119 verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? He said, by taking heed dieto, according to your word. How can a man cleanse his way? And then in verse 11, he said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. In John chapter 15 verse 3, he said, you are clean. You are clean by the words I have spoken to you. So, the, 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 the word brings sanctification. It brings purification that can guarantee a change of story. It was D.L. Moody who said, sin will keep you from the Bible. And the Bible will keep you from sin if you study it very well. Listen, a change of character will ultimately culminate in a change of destiny. When character changes, destiny must turn. That is happening to somebody here. Number nine, the word brings impartation impartation of spiritual firepower impartation it says in ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2 and the spirit entered into me when he spoke to me in john chapter 6 verse 63 it is the spirit that quickened the flesh profited nothing he said the words i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life in luke chapter 4 verse 32 the bible said his word was with power his word was with power when the word comes power comes in the same way that electric cables conduct electric energy in that same way the word of god carries divine energy and we just heard when your power is small you faint in battle but when power comes when fire comes when energy comes jeremiah said in jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 he said his word was like fire shut up in my bones when that fire comes when that power comes 
who no know must know. <laughs> hey! I speak to somebody here right now. By the time this Shiloh is over, you are returning with a heavier power. You are returning with higher fire. You are returning with higher force. You believe it? Say the loudest, amen. Job said, how possible are right words? Job chapter 6 and in verse 25. And number 10, the word brings liberation. The word brings liberation. In Psalm 105, verse 17 all the way to verse 19, he sent a man before them. Even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, the Bible said, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. And the king sent and loosed him. When your word comes, your chain breaks. It is not possible for the chain to be in place when the word has arrived. The king sent and loosed him. When your word comes, your chain breaks. When your word comes, your world changes. The Bible said in Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm, John chapter 8 verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And what is the truth? John 17, 17, thy word is truth. Freedom is guaranteed when the word arrives. Revelation guarantees liberation. Somebody say a loud amen. One day, I sat in the office many years ago and they brought a young man. This young man was mad. They tied his hand with a chain and locked the chain with four padlocks. About four people stood around him and they could not hold him. And the mother stood by crying, he is my only son. Now, I looked at him on the spot and I looked at the people holding him and I said, I said lose him. They looked at me and said, what are you talking about? First, I said, leave him. They looked at themselves and said, leave who? The person that is struggling and we can't hold, leave him. And they thought to themselves, well, if it pulses on all of us, you two, you are here. <laughs> so they left him. And then I said, lose him. They looked at themselves again, lose who? this why we haven't prayed any prayer yet lose him so they lose they, they unlock the first padlock second padlock fourth padlock fourth padlock and unwound the chain his hand was already bleeding i looked at him i said sorry he said thank you sir i said to him i said go on your knees he went on his knees i said say after me lord jesus lord jesus I am a sinner. I led him in the sinner's prayer and I said, and said, say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I am not mad. I am not mad. I cannot be mad. I cannot be mad. I said, so stand up. You are not mad. Mother, carry your son. So, and they, they were going normal. Our pastor following me said, excuse me, sir, what just happened? I said I just came out of the office. I was feasting on a fire word. I was feasting on Luke 10, 16. He said, he that heareth you, heareth me. 
He that he that heareth you heareth me, and he that despiseth you despiseth me, and he that despiseth me despiseth him that sent me. In my mind, I said, his voice is inside my voice. So when I say lose him, the devil heard him. Ay, 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 ay. When I say leave him, the devil heard him. I said, he that despised me, despised you. To me, it meant any devil that cannot refuse my utterance cannot reject your own. And that guy was loosed on the spot by the fire of fresh light. I speak to somebody here today. The fresh light coming your way is setting your generation free. One day, I stepped into our healing and deliverance service because our papa said, examples communicate principles. And then, I was feasting from Acts chapter 5 from verse 13, 14 to all the way to verse 16. That Paul, uh, that, that Peter, believers were the more added to the Lord, both mothers of men and women. And then, and then they brought sick people to the streets and couches and so on. And the shadow of Peter overshadowed them. I said, my God, this man just passed, blinded eyes open. He just passed, deaf ears open. He just passed. People jumped. No screaming. I was very angry. I said, well, why have I been disturbing my life? So I went with that anger straight to the altar. And I carried the microphone. And I said, as we've just came now, sicknesses have disappeared. Check yourself. If you are healed, come out. They trooped out like a crusade altar call. I said, go back to your city. Did you hear what I said? I said, if you, are, you were sick before you came here, now you are no longer sick. Come out. They trooped out a mass. Wow. If we were to take the testimony, it continued endlessly. What happened to you? I came with cancer. It has disappeared. What about you? My eyes just opened. What? I prophesy upon you freshness of light. Freshness of light. Freshness of light. In the name of Jesus. Take your seat. My time is running out. One of our children was born. And the pediatrician told my wife that the child had a congenital malformation. I'm a medical doctor by his grace and my wife too. We understood exactly what he said. It was a major organ defect. That will threaten life. That will cause failure to thrive. That will cause everything. And when I was told. I told them I said. Every good and perfect gift. According to James chapter 1 verse 17. Cometh from above. From the father of light. With whom there is no variableness. No shadow of turning. And then Psalm 127 verse 3 said. That the children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. If God is the giver of this gift. God cannot give what is imperfect. The devil does not have a child to give. God has given this child. This diagnosis is rubbish, hogwash, baldadash. Is inconsequential, remotely disconnected. The first day of that diagnosis was the last day. It was never cited forever. 
child is studying medicine today without a trace of that devil by the power of light i prophesy to you today the light that is coming is changing your story right now in the name of jesus take your seat quickly what do we do in the next few minutes what do we do to experience turnaround light from the world number one possess meekness the bible said lay aside every superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of god james chapter 1 verse 21 beloved hear this arrogance is the foundation for ignorance Anyone who is arrogant towards God must be ignorant in life. If God can't reach you because of pride, he can't teach you his light. The meek will he guide in judgment. Psalm 25 verse 9. The meek will he teach in the way he shall choose. Number two, walk in uprightness. Lay aside every filthiness and superfluity of nothingness. Filthiness must be laid aside if you are to lay hold on insight, lay it aside. You know that light can never be brilliant in the presence of garbage. It will never, you will always get smoke. Walk in uprightness. Number three, function in excitement. I rejoice at your word as one who found great spoil. Psalm 119 verse 162. If the world is not your excitement, it can never be your enlightenment. I rejoice at your word. Therefore with joy shall you draw waters from the wells of salvation. Isaiah chapter 12 and in verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy words was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name. Function in excitement. Number four. Pray for light and insight. Pray. You can pray for light. Psalm 119 verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wonders out of your book. Father, show me what I haven't seen before. And Psalm 43 verse 3. Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me into your holy hill. Send me light. Send me light. Pray for light. Pray for insight. Number four, number five. Make inquiry as you study. He says, stand in the ways. What is the way? The word. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jeremiah 6, 16. Stand in the ways. While you are inside the middle of the world. Lord, what are you saying? What are you showing? Is there something you want me to hear now? Or to see now? I am not seeing. Make inquiry as you study. Number six. Possess the attitude of expectancy don't just step into the world for religion have magnetic expectancy he said i will stand up on my watch and i will watch to see what he will say i am not just here carelessly i am watching as a hunter to see what he will say be on the lookout because what you don't look out for you never locate in life number seven document what you see write the vision make it plain it's in revelation chapter 1 verse 11 what thou seest write in a book i want to say this and this is from my experience when you pen the light you pull more light it is confirmed he said in mark chapter 4 verse 24 in the amplified version he said the measure of attention 
take it what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. He said, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. When you show God that you value what he is showing you by penning it down and documentation, then he gives you more. Number eight, be desperate. Possess desperation. Then shall we know if we follow on to know. Hosea chapter 6 verse 3. Then shall we know if we follow on to know. Desperation activates revelation. You desperately look for the word. Thy words were found because I was looking for it. Number 9. Engage the spirit. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered the heart of man. The thing the spirit has revealed to us prepared for them the things which god has prepared for them that love him but god has revealed them to us by his spirit there are things that the spirit will show you know the spirit of god is the spirit of wisdom and revelation according to ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 18 the spirit of god is a spirit of revelation the spirit of god networks scriptures in networks the most relevant scriptures to your situation time. John chapter 16 verse 13. The spirit of truth guides us into all truth. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. Engage the spirit. Praying aggressively in tongues as you study. Praying in tongues and asking questions. Singing in the spirit. Asking the spirit to lead you. Number 10. Engage the blood mystery. Engage the blood mystery. The mystery of the communion. In Luke chapter 24 and in verse 30 and 31. The Bible said that the eyes of... And it came to pass. As he sat at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it. And broke and gave them. And then their eyes were opened. And they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. You see, their eyes open as he broke bread with them. Many of us take communion religiously and you take it on yourself. But there are times where if you, if you get a naughty scripture, you can tear it open by the mystery of the blood. That was what happened in Revelation chapter 5 and in verse 1. Where the book was sealed and no one was found worthy to open. But the lamb that had been slain by the virtue of being slain, by the blood with which he was slain, he took the book, loosed the seals and opened the seven seals thereof. Finally, align with the ministry of anointed teachers. Align. Philip said, to the centurion, understandest thou what thou readest? He said, how can I, except one, teach me? Acts 8, 31. Daniel 9, 2. Daniel understood by studying the prophet Jeremiah. And by studying the prophet Jeremiah, he saw light he never saw before. It's a new day for somebody. Who is the person about to experience a turnaround? Stand on your feet with a shout of praise. A louder shout of praise. In Jesus' precious name, thank you, Father, for your word. We give you the praise and the honor for the mystery of the turnaround. Your name be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Give the King of Kings a bigger clap and a louder shout of praise as you take your seat. Please be seated. Hallelujah. If someone has been blessed by that word, fairy word from heaven, give Jesus a big hand of praise. 
in this service a Shiloh testimony. Let the following testifiers come very quickly to share their testimony. Omoya Omoya Jide Peters Sister Osawuru Precious Evangelist Osifo Ehi Oloye De Omotayo And Brother Uwajide Ekene, I'll take it again. Brother Uwajide Ekene, Oloye De Omotayo, Evangelist Osifo Ehi, and Sister Osawuru Precious. Brother Omoya Jide Peter, put your wonderful hands together for Jesus as they come forth. Your name and what the Lord has done. Praise the Lord. My name is Omoya Jide Peter, privileged to serve with the choir. I've returned like that one leper to give God the thanks for what he has done in my life. Um, last year, 2019, Shiloh prayer hour, I was just outside the choir office and I was praying because I was also believing God to change my life, to give me a turnaround encounter. And um, as I was praying, I was praying that God make me to walk um, like an ant and be blessed like an elephant. And God told me something that, no, that's the wrong prayer. That I should pray to walk stress-free and to maximize everything, uh, profit in everything I do. And I called some of my choir members and said, see, come, come, come. This is what God is telling me this year. And I ran with that word and um, it has been a wonderful year for me all through 2020. People were saying lockdown, but there was nothing that was locking down in my life. Um, just in August, my landlord called, sent me a letter that ah, he's increasing the rent that I should, if I, if I want, I should, if I don't want to pay, I should pack out. And that same August, God gave me a land, a, a property, and that property has been completed as of today. I have returned to give him the praise. I also believe in God. I have always been... Um, a salary, paid salary, and I was believing God to give me a business of my own, and that has been established also in this year, 2020. I have to thank God because everything has gone around for my good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Miracle House and Job via Shiloh Prayer 2019. Put those wonderful hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Your name and what the Lord has done in one minute. Hallelujah. My name is my name is Oloide Omotayo. Last year, 2019, I wasn't a member of this church, but I had spinal cord. It wasn't an accident that I carry any load. But I was sitting down in the office at the closure of the day. I wanted to stand up. I couldn't carry leg. So it resulted that my spinal cord has been damaged. I had this surgery at the orthopedic hospital. I was going to the grave. Somebody now spoke to me about this place. No, about Shiloh. Then he took me, they drove me down to Shiloh, bed riding. At the Shiloh 2019, I began to hear the word of God and healing began to set in.
I will urinate, I will not know. I will pass out faces, I will not know. So this shame and reproach, reproaches was going around with me. So therefore, then I couldn't go into any meetings with anybody because there was tents all around me. Then at Shiloh 2020, the message came as uh, Pastor David Jr. said it today, that in Proverbs 28, 23, 18, he says that surely there is an end and the expectation shall not be cut off. To confirm the word of God that he sent to me last year, Shiloh 2019, the pastor said the same thing today while he was ministering. Praise God. Then I came for another program. Then I never made up my mind to become the member of this church winner. I, I now attended this program, a uh, meeting with the king. Then I couldn't come in into the, uh, into the tabernacle because I was urinating without me being known. Then I would stay outside on my couch and they were driving me. But praise God, today I've been driving myself. Praise God again. What they planted at my back, they couldn't find it. And again, praise God today, because I told God that Chilo 2020, if I can be on my feet, I will come and glorify you, God, in the midst of your people. Today, I've been driving myself, I've been walking, I've been controlling faces, I can control urine, I don't mess around with urine, I'm not smelling again. The Lord has given me victory. I cannot stop thanking him. He has done greatly what I can thank him for. My thanks cannot even quantify. Please stay in the Lord. He is good. Hallelujah. 20 years of constant urinating and spinal cord injury healed in the name of Jesus. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Your name and what the Lord has done in one minute. My name? My name is Mrs. Precious Osawaru. I joined Living Faith Church 2014. I had, I, I had issues with my results. I had graduated from the university for four years, no results. My results were seized. I had so many missing results. And in my family, we are six girls, and I happen to be the last girl. So there has been this marital stagnation. A friend of mine told me about Shiloh, when I just joined winner. So I came to Shiloh 2015, Operation Wonder Double. So after Shiloh, I had an encounter where God told me that there will be two celebrations in my life that year. That same year, I got my result. I went for NYSC. I was gloriously married. That marital seed was broken. And now that my sister got married that same year. So I've come to return the glory to God and to 30 years marital seed broken. The first of three sisters to marry. Give Jesus praise. Your name and what the Lord has done in one minute. Breaking limits. My name's Evangelist F.E.O. Sifo, Edda, ordained living faith. 
I want to thank God. I came through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Agege Motor Road, a vehicle stood, and I heard the voice enter. Second time, enter. I was led to go and fulfill my calling by Papa Idahosa, blessed memory. So I came to Living Faith in Yanokpaja. And since it's the Lord leading, I decided to humble myself to what the Lord is doing. And to God be the glory, Papa said after some months, return to your state if you love this commission. And I returned to Edo State. Behold, my house that was given to me was the first place we opened home cell. I started with home cell. From there, the home cell grew. Still working, where I served before, they called me and honored me by giving me PhD honors. Before I left, I asked my pastor, Pastor Moses Oyedele, see the letter they brought. He said, continue to do what you are doing for God. So by the home cell, when Papa said replication, myself and Dickiness Mrs. Udwabo, we had home cell, five we are giving to us. At the end, our home cell grew. One district became three districts. And God honored me. She won the third. Among the nine men and two women, we were the two women honored by living faith. I became the third person. I was teaching. Elder one, Asamota, said, you are evangelist. Why should you be sitting down? Look at the adult people. Adult consisted of many tribes. Why not come and join us? I joined them. I became the only one remained to be doing it. When Papa is ministry, I will stand and minister. Tired. But to God be the glory, nobody wants to join us. So on my own, I started recruiting people to join me. At the end, we became almost 300, having branches. Hallelujah. The best award was given to me by Pastor Peter Ogbedumi. Hallelujah. Three years siege of death broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Put those wonderful hands for Jesus. Your name and what the Lord has done. Okay. I am Brother. I am Brother Kene. I've been praying for God to remove this sickness, this addiction. I used to play gambling a lot. I waste thousands. I play Baby Jabba, I play Niger Belt. My people have been complaining. I don't have savings. So, last two Sundays, service, a friend gave me a tag. I say, if truly God is here, God, I want to stop this habit because I'm addicted to it. So, I was here last two service. After Papa said many things, as I leave this auditorium, since then, the, the zeal of prayer that Baby Jabu. Delivered from the spirit of gambling via the word of God. Lift up your hands and give Jesus praise for this wonderful testimony. You are the next to share your turnaround encounter in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Is someone excited by what God is doing here this morning? For these wonderful testimonies, give God another big, 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 big hand. Hallelujah. Amen. And what more for the two powerful sessions we had received earlier in this hour of visitation. Give God another big hand. God's word can be likened to blocks in building a house. The more we hear, the higher the building goes. The first word came, level of building. Second session came, level of building. Another one is about to come right now. If you are not tired of hearing the word, God is not tired of building you up. God's method remains the same. I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up. Build you up. That is the mission of God's word. To build people up. To build up destinies. To change people's level. That we have received from word one, from word two, and God says, I'm not tired yet. If you are not tired of receiving the word, then he's not tired of building you up. Are you ready to change to another level? Are you ready for another build up right now? To build you up. And that is a mission for Shiloh 2020. Turn around encounters come by continuous building. Like we received at the opening last night, it is not once in a lifetime. It is once and again. Once and again. I have no doubt somebody is ready to receive that again. Give God another big hand. Bring him to us the third word. Is someone who has been on over the years with the apostle over this commission. The first person to hear about the vision. And the only one who has remained with him over these long years. She will bring in God's word to us this morning. And I'd like you to get ready for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. She has a way of bringing the word down to the heart. When God's servant, our father, gives it, boo, 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 boo. Amen. <laughs> then she will bring it down to the level where we can understand it more. I know this morning, God will give you more understanding. Join me as we welcome our beloved mother, Pastor Faith Oedepo, as God uses her to bless us this morning. Give God a big hand, everybody.
would you lift up your right hand to God right now and lift up your voice to him. Give him thanks for his blessings upon your life since Shiloh 2020 began and ask him to speak to you again. Someone is praying and you are praying for yourself right now. Let heaven hear your voice. Give him praise and give him glory. Magnify his name and receive from him right now light at this moment. Begin to thank him right now for answered prayers. Father, we thank you and we give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for Shiloh 2020. Thank you for the light of your word that we have received from yesterday. Thank you for the powerful word that you have sent to us this morning. Again, in this session, meet each one of us at the very point of our needs. Speak to us again. Change our story again. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let your amen break limits. Give the Lord a big clap of and please you may be seated. You can make it bigger and louder, bigger and louder for Jesus, his word. Praise God. I count it a great privilege this morning to be given the opportunity to stand here to share the word of God with us at Shiloh 2020. And I know that that which God has in store for each one of us at this moment shall be delivered in Jesus' name. I appreciate that privilege. This morning, God has sent us two powerful words. And in this segment, just a little to add to what God has already sent to us. And in this session, we shall be looking at engaging your faith for turnaround. Engaging your faith for what? Can you say that with me, please? Everybody. Louder, please. Two scriptures as foundation as we begin to look at this topic. Hebrews 10.38 is a very, very popular scripture. There is power in reading. Hebrews 10.38, the Bible says, now the just shall live by what? By what? By what? And that is you. Now the just shall live and enjoy turn around encounters by what? Hebrews 11, 8. The second scripture. Hebrews 11, 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, what did he do? What did he do? I see another Abraham living here from Shiloh Ground. If you are that one, let your amen show it. Sense of God. It's very important for us to understand as we go through Shiloh 2020 
that encounters are real. Encounters are what? Turn around encounters are real. And God specializes in orchestrating encounters for his children. And the good news is this is an encounter ground. Whether you are here on ground at Canaan land or any of the vineyard centers around the world, this is an encounter ground. And so I've got good news for someone under the sound of my voice right now, wherever you may be. You will encounter God. I don't think you heard what I said. I said you as an individual will encounter God. If you believe that's for you, let your amen show it. Therefore, I'm glad to announce to someone this morning on Shiloh Grand, your struggles are over. It doesn't matter what area of life where you believe God for an encounter. Whether it's in your family, whether it's over your health, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your career, whatever area of life it may be, I've got good news for someone today. Your struggles are finally over. We just heard some testimonies a while ago. You've been listening to the testimonies of others. After Shiloh 2020, others will listen to your testimony. What is a turn around? What is it? Simply defined, a turn around is an abrupt, rapid, positive change. An abrupt and rapid, positive change. Something rapid, something speedy, something supernatural, something sudden will happen to somebody here. If you receive it, shout it loud. I receive it. And shout a believing amen. amen. To encounter turn around, you are required to engage with your faith. You have to engage with what? With your faith. And listen carefully, everyone. Faith makes the invisible God real to the believer. Faith does what? Makes the invisible God real to the believer. Upon this mountain, God will become real to you. Yeah. Romans 4, 17. Talking about Father Abraham. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. The Bible says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom 
he believed even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were before God whom Abraham believed even though his body was dead he believed God did it happen or not did it happen or not what people thought would never happen for good in your life God will surprise them God will silence your mockers God will change somebody's story if you are that one shout a lighter amen Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 27 talking about Moses look at what the Bible says by faith Moses forsook Egypt and fearing the wrath of the king he endured as seen God who is what invisible so faith makes the invisible God real to the believer by the time you are departing from this mountain like never before God will become real to you it was Kenneth E. Hagen of blessed memory that said faith changes hope into reality faith changes hope into reality what is it that you have been hoping for and longing to see in your life the reality of it will depart with you from Shiloh You must have heard many people give testimony saying things like, I caught it. I caught it. Do you remember that? I caught it. In other words, the reality of God dawned on them. Upon this mountain, what will give you turn around of a lifestyle? You will catch it. Faith, therefore, is the determining factor of every man's status in your in the kingdom faith is what determines your status in the kingdom of god faith faith what is it that determines your status faith is what determines your status in the kingdom of god and the good news is upon this mountain someone's status is changing in every department of your life, it is not the same you that came to Shiloh that will return home. Where they used to find you before, they won't find you there anymore. Can I hear louder? Amen. But why is it that faith is so important to your turnaround encounters? Why? Number one, Every upward change in the life of a believer will always require the force of faith. Every upward change in the life of a believer will always require the force of what? Of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 
and verse 7, the Bible says, We walk by faith and not by what? By sight. In the kingdom of God, you can only walk by faith. You can only walk by what? By faith. We see the example of the life of Abraham. And without going too far, we see this great example in this commission. We can only walk by faith and not by sight. When the commission began, when the ministry started, you could see the signboard by the roadside. Living Faith Church World Outreach Center. But when you get to where the building was, you would need faith to connect with the signboard. That was the beginning. The God's servant kept on from the onset. I can see crowds of people sitting outside. And then he will be preaching and be sweating. Three-piece suit and running from one end of the altar to another. Faith. Pumping the word of faith into the hearts of men. But is that where we are today? Somebody's status is changing. You know what? Don't be deceived by your present circumstance. Your situation will change for the better. Hello? I said your situation will change for the better. Where you are right now is the least place that you will ever be in your life. Next year, Shiloh, people will have to look twice to be able to recognize you. Am I speaking to someone today? Say, I receive it. Louder yet, I receive it. In case you came to Shiloh sick in your body, next year, Shiloh, you will be alive and well. And your transformed state. And in case you have been given a death sentence over your life, I declare to you by the word of the Lord and by the word of faith, as long as you engage your faith, you shall not die. I declare again, you shall not die. Again, I declare and declare, you shall not die. But you shall live and declare the word of the Lord. Say, I receive it. You can imagine how they were mocking Abraham. But he stood his ground. And at the end, he became the father of many nations. Don't bother yourself about those who might be mocking you today. They will join you later to celebrate your God. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. 
They might be mocking you today. When are you going to get married? All your mates are married. Tell them, shut up. You will soon see me in my multiplied state. They might be mocking you today. Show me your children. Remember the testimony we had last night? From mockery to triplets. I see God releasing multiple children and babies. Someone under the sound of my voice, you will return with your own testimony. They might be mocking you, look at you walking like an elephant and eating like a cat. They will so join you to celebrate your God. Right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, every form of terminal disease under the sound of my voice, I curse it in Jesus' name. Cancer, you are caused in Jesus' name. Blindness, arthritis, pain, aches, you are caused in the name of Jesus Christ. If you came in here with any sickness in your body, you are not returning with it. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. Every upward change in a man's life requires the force of faith. From this day forward, the devil will not succeed in deflating your faith any longer. Amen. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. This commission is a commission that is faith based and so the subject of faith is a lifelong course you will not fail it in jesus name amen. can i hear a louder amen. amen why is faith so important number two no one can tell how real god is until he so have faith and the word of god comes alive your faith in God's word must come alive. Remember the story of Thomas in the Bible. John chapter 20, beginning from verse 25, you can read at your time to verse 29. Thomas said, no, I can't believe until I see Jesus. And I'm able to put my finger into the holes in his hands. And by the time he saw Jesus, he cried, alas, master. He refused to believe. Because the words of Jesus to him did not come alive in him. Amen. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 21. First Samuel 3, 21. The Bible says, The Lord appeared again in Shiloh and revealed himself by his word. The word of God will come alive in your life like never before. And from this Shiloh, you will become a practical interpretation of what encounters are. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. Why is faith so important? If you must encounter, turn around. Number three, all the heroes of Bible days are men and women of diverse encounters with God through their faith. And you can see all of the record. Hebrews chapter 11. You can begin to read from verse 7 all the way to 40. 
You see a whole list there. Heroes of faith. They encountered God by their faith. Therefore, if you and I must also encounter God, our faith must be in place. For instance, Father Abraham, at the age of 75, was quoting in his father's house. But through faith, he became a father of nations. Not only that, he became rich in everything. Another Abraham is living from here. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 called, called him and Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1 the Bible says he became rich in all things. Abraham was old and was stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many things? If that's you say I receive it. From this mountain God will bless you in all things. Now hear louder, amen. amen. How about Peter, the apostle, is another great example. Peter told all night, Luke chapter 5, verses 3 to 10. But look at what verse 4 says. Luke 5 and verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your net. He obeyed, verse 10. Look at what happened in verse 10. Peter obeyed. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with him. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch what? Peter had toiled all night, but he heard the words of Jesus Christ. He obeyed. And Jesus told him, you won't only be catching fish any longer, you shall become a fisher of men. Did it happen to him or not? Your toilings are over. You might have been toiling in different areas of your life, but upon this mountain, as you receive the word of Jesus Christ, and his word becomes real unto you, your toilings shall be terminated in the name of Jesus Christ. So my toiling is over. Louder yet, my toiling is over. My struggles are over. Say, so believe in Amen. How about Joseph? We are all familiar with the story of Joseph in the Bible. He endured slavery, and just like a dream of the night, within twenty-four hours. Joseph encountered a turnaround and from the prison he became the prime minister in a foreign land. Someone's status is changing. Yeah. You might have been in the prison house in any department of your life before you came but you are ascending your throne after Shiloh. Yeah. I said you will ascend your throne after Shiloh. I have good news for someone here today. Your slavery is over. Yeah. I said, your slavery is over. Yeah. Submit, my slavery is over. Yeah. Shout the Lord, amen. Yeah. Second Kings chapter 25, 
sorry, Second Kings chapter 25 and verse 29. We see the Bible talk about King Jehoiachin. For 37 years, this man was wearing prison garments. But when his encounter came, and one day, overnight, within 24 hours, his story changed. And his prison garments were changed for a royal one. No matter the kind of prison house that you might have been in, because you are on Shiloh ground, wherever you may be, whether on ground or lie, God will change your story. We can go on and on in scriptures. How about Esther? He was a captive. He was an orphan. But by God's turn around encounter, she became the queen. Someone's story is changing. Say, I am that person. Louder yet, my story is changing. So we see through scripture several examples. All the heroes of Bible days, men and women of diverse encounters, they had to engage their faith. So you and I must engage our faith to enjoy encounters at Shiloh 2020. We must engage our faith. We must do what? Grace, therefore. To be able to engage your faith for your desired encounters, receive it in Jesus' name. Yeah. To engage your faith for turnaround encounters, what must I do? What must I do? Number one, go for the word. Do what? You want to encounter, turn around, then go for the word. Romans 10, 17. The scripture makes it very clear. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of who? By the word of God. To enjoy turnaround encounters, go for the word. We've heard so much about that in the first and second segment. Acts chapter 6 and verse 4. The Bible says very clearly. And I love this. It says, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We heard a lot about prayer in the first segment today. We heard about the word also in the first and second segment. We cannot do without the word if we must engage our faith for turn around. Psalm 119, the scripture says in verse 130, the entrance of your word gives light. And when light comes, turn around is inevitable. Therefore, locate God's word for your situation. In what area of your life are you believing God for turn around at Shiloh? What has the word of God said about it? Locate God's word for your specific situation. Jeremiah 15, 16 Thy words were found and I did eat them. Upon this ground of Shiloh, you will find the word of God. Yeah. Can I hear louder? Amen. Yeah. The 
therefore, in every word session, pay rapt attention as if you are the only one present. Don't mind who is on your right or on your left. God's servant has shared with us over and again how that many years ago, he traveled to the U.S. to attend a meeting. And in that meeting, he didn't even remember the name of the hotel. He didn't pay attention to who was on his right or on his left. He focused his gaze on God's servant, Kenneth E. Hagen. And at a point in time, God spoke to him and said, The button has been passed over. Upon this mountain, someone is returning without button. If you are the one, let your amen show it. And when he returned from that meeting, it was evident that indeed the baton has been passed over. You are the next to share a brighter testimony. So locate the word of God for your situation. Pay rapt attention in every word session. Let the word of God have the final authority concerning your situation. Declare God's word concerning your situation. It doesn't matter how you came to Shiloh 2020. The good news is you are not returning the same way. If you came sick, you are returning whole. If you came poor, you shall return and read. If you came confused, you shall return lighted. By the time you are leaving Shiloh, your status would have changed for the better. Can I hear louder? Amen. Therefore, refuse to give up. Refuse to do what? Refuse to give up. Hold on to the word of God for you. We have heard it shared over and again. The testimony of a man that attended the crusade of the great man of God or a robot many years ago. The man was crippled. Dr. Ora had preached and ministered. Many people had been healed, but this man was not healed. Dr. Robert had gone to the prayer room to pray for people. This man was not healed. And Ora Robert was leaving after the meeting. And the man looked at Ora and said, excuse me. I am supposed to be healed when? Today. I am supposed to be healed when? Louder please when? The loudest you can when? Dr. Roberts looked at him, laid hands on him, prayed for him. Guess what happened? Was he healed or not? Say with me, I am supposed to have an encounter today. Say like you believe it. The loudest you can. Tap your neighbor. Tell him I had the same thing. You are supposed to have an encounter today. Say loud him. As you have declared it, God will make it happen for you. That encounter that you have been long waiting for upon this mountain, it shall be delivered to you. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. As we begin to round up number two, to engage your faith for turnaround encounters, 
secure God's voice. Secure who? Psalm chapter 29 and verse 4. The Bible says very clearly, Psalm 29 verse 4. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of God imparts faith. You can't hear God and doubt him. You cannot. You cannot hear God and doubt him. Upon this mountain, you will hear God. Yeah. One of the prayers I pray often that not is Lord, give me hearing ears and seeing eyes. Upon this mountain, God will pop your spiritual ears open. Because you cannot hear God and doubt him. Talking about this place, you've heard God serve and share this over and again. That the first time they were coming here, he said to himself, this cannot be the place. This is too far. I had all the reasons why this couldn't have been the place. But when they got here, held hands at the gate to pray, he said, God said to him very clearly, this is the place. That's the voice of God. And because he heard the voice of God, faith was teared up in him. Because he heard the voice of God, he was able to take steps and obey. And today, is this the place or not? You cannot hear God and doubt him. You cannot hear God and doubt him. Upon this mountain, your spiritual ears will be open. Yeah. At the beginning of this year, God's servant declared how that God said he will plant for himself this one year 10,000 churches. Have you ever heard that before? Hello? You've ever heard that before? 10,000 churches. Not just on paper. Physical. With pastors. With buildings. 10,000 churches in one year. I'm sure that quite a number of people must have been wondering, ah, but how can these things be? But today, has God done it or not? Has God done it or not? That situation of your life that looks so impossible, if you hear the voice of God upon this mountain, it shall be practically delivered. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. That blessing might look so far away from you, but the good news is secure God's voice and God will do it in your life. That situation of your life will change for the better. Can I hear louder? Amen. I said that situation of your life will change for the better. You are believing God for a turnaround in your career. God will make it happen for you. Believing God for a turnaround in your family. God will make it happen for you. Secure the voice of God. And we see that all through scriptures. For example, the man Saul that became Paul. In Acts chapter 22, 
verse 7. Acts 22, 7. Paul heard God's voice. The scripture says, I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying unto me. Heard a voice. He heard a voice. And so Saul encountered destiny and became Paul the chief of the apostles. You may be at the back, but by virtue of the voice of God you are hearing upon Shiloh ground, you will get to the forefront. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. How about Moses? Moses encountered God's voice and he became a god unto Pharaoh. God said to him, I have made thee a god unto Pharaoh. Why? Because he heard the voice of God. Upon this mountain, that challenging situation of your life, God will make you a god unto it. Let your amen break limits. In conclusion, remember, very importantly, faith is in measures. Faith is in what? But the good news is, you can grow your faith. And the major weapon by grow, to grow your faith is the word of God. Your faith shall no longer be stabbed. Every situation is reversible by faith, including your own. And your situation, again, I decree and declare, will change for the better. Can I hear louder? Amen. I said, your situation will change for the better. So, believe God. Put your faith on the line. Refuse to quit. Remember, it is often said, it is usually darkest before dawn. You may be in the dark season of your life right now, but I tell you something, don't give up because your day will soon break. Say me, my day will soon break. Louder at my day will soon break. The loudest you can, my day will soon break. As I close, I share my testimony. Many of you have read my testimony book, Rescued from Destruction. If you have any challenge over your life, especially in your health, and the enemy is tearing you in the face, in the face, just remember my name. Remember my testimony. God who put me back on my feet against the wish of the enemy, principally by the oppression of faith, the force of faith, he will change your story. Men might have written you up and written you off concerning your situation. But I've got good news for you. They will come back to celebrate with you. I see many people here returning Shiloh 2021 in their multiplied state. If you are the one, let your amen show it. If you are the one, shout a louder, amen. As you have declared it, so shall it be for you. 
Rise up on your feet, everyone, right now, wherever you may be. Lift up your right hand to the Lord and receive grace to grow your faith. No one can grow your faith for you. You have to do it by yourself. Lift up your hand to the Lord. Say after me, Heavenly Father. Louder, please, Heavenly Father. Right now, I receive grace to grow my faith for my turnaround. It is done. I said, it is done. Again, I declare and declare, it is done. Put your wonderful hands together for the Lord, and please, you may be seated. Put those hands together for the Lord for more for that word from heaven. Shiloh 2020 and turn around encounters. Please pay rapt attention to the Shiloh announcements for this first hour of visitation. Number one, you are welcome to Shiloh 2020 turnaround encounters in the name of Jesus. You are also welcome on ground here at Canaan land, the prophetic base of this commission. Shiloh is a prophetic gathering which demands the following for maximum impact in the lives of all participants. Number one, a focused approach. Number two, a spiritual approach. Number three, a consecrated approach and a determined approach. Two, to ensure your stay as a memorable one, please acquaint yourself with the schedule of services and the facilities available within Canaan land as contained in the information bulletin. Number three, specialized sessions at Shiloh include the following. From 1 p.m. to 2.45 p.m., we'll be holding the following specialized sessions. Number one, we will have the healing and deliverance class, which we hold here in the faith tabernacle at the Hope Arm, which is to my right here. Number two, we will have the fathers and mothers of nations, which we hold at the faith tabernacle here to my front here at the faith arm. Number three, we'll have a breaking generational courses, which we hold at the glory tent which is behind where the choir is seated. And then number four, we have marital breakthroughs, which we'll be holding at the honor entrance tent, which is behind where the pastors are seated. And then number five, we have the academic breakthrough, which is at the hope arm tent, which is behind this arm here. Number six, we have business and career turnaround, which we hold at the youth chapel. From 3 to, 3 to 4 45 p.m., we shall be holding the Youth Alive Forum here in the Faith Tabernacle. Put those hands together for the Lord. Number four, praise the Lord. Be reminded that Shiloh 2020 Encounter Night continues tonight, and the time remains 7 p.m. 
Number five, please be informed that Yoruba translation takes place at the youth chapel while the French translation takes place at the hope wing of the faith tabernacle. Number six, Shiloh offerings. Be reminded that those who desire to sow their offering in checks should write such checks in favor of faith tabernacle Canaan land. And all sacrificial seeds should be in favor of faith tabernacle sacrifice. There are also a number of electronic giving channels on the Shiloh Bulletin and also on the 2020 website Shiloh2020.org. However, for all those outside Canaan land, please write your checks in favor of your local assembly. Number seven, a detailed Shiloh bulletin containing the schedule and time of services, specialized sessions, available facilities, camp rules, vital contact details, and much more is available for your use. If you are yet to receive a copy, indicate so, and the ushers will put one into your hands. And finally, number eight, expect this, this to be a mountain of diverse turnaround encounters in Jesus' name. Jesus is Lord. Put those hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Shiloh 2020. You are going to enjoy diversities of financial turnaround. In the name of Jesus Christ. But turnaround is not wished. It is worked on the altar of giving. Libra giving. Shall we therefore begin to package together our Shiloh offering? And you have heard from the announcement, the channels, and what to follow in your giving. If you are given, write in an envelope, just indicate your giving. You are given a check, Faith Tabernacle, Canaan Land is what you indicate. And you are given through electronic media, is in that paper of announcement in your hand. And your life will never be the same again. And for those in viewing center, you are given anything right on that check, Living Faith Church of where you are given. E.G. Living Faith Church, Goshen. And the Lord bless you. We want to appreciate the Lord who has been given us everything. He gave us life. He gave us bread. We have had powerful ministration today. Do you know the giver? The Lord gave the word. So, for all this amazing giving from God, shall we package our token of appreciation, put it very well, and determine what to give from your heart, and watch your attitude as you drop it, not grudgingly of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I know there is a cheerful giver in the house. If you are the one, stand on your feet with your seed in your hand. With your covenant brightening up. With smile, with cheerfulness. 
from your heart. Begin to worship the Lord with that seed in your hand. Lord, I appreciate you. I worship you. You've given me too many things. And out of the abundance you have given to me, I brought this little token to worship you and acknowledge you, my eternal giver, my helper, the one who gives me life and bread and all things. Father, accept this seed in my hand. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say the loudest, Amen. Amen. Leave that offering above your head. Father, unto you we give this seed. Accept all this offering from our hand. In the name of Jesus Christ. Bless every giver with financial tolerance. In Jesus' holy name. Please be seated with your offering in your hand. The offering will be collected and the choir will be leading us in praise. God bless you. Oh! 
the death of life. Lord, by your word, blind men receive the sign. Let there be light, let there be light. Lord, by
with me. Biggest clap offering this hour. I know that I know that everybody is returning from Shiloh with a change of story. Yeah. If that is you, let me hear your loudest amen. For all of us who are scattered abroad, I'd like to strengthen your faith with these. There was the vision of the great house that came down from heaven. When it landed on the earth, it broke into splinter houses. And the same fire on the main altar of the main house was found burning on the splinter houses. So no matter where you may be in the world, the same power the same unction that's been manifested here by the power of God is there with you. Yeah. Last year, first night, as the word went forth, a dead child, far away in one of the green centers in Kogi State, dead child, the word went forth from this forest. The word went forth and hit the church, dead child and the child came back to life. The child is here alive today. Some of those things that look like weight and what do you mean? A great house fell down from heaven and then broke into splinter houses. The same fire is burning everywhere. I heard him say to me, you'll be standing and speaking from one spot. And it will be seen on the screen across the nations of the earth. 1982, 1982, there was no internet technology then. 1982, there was no global news from anywhere. But we are here today. I can't tell what, I've not found out, but there won't be less than 150 nations hooked on to this service right now across the nations of the world. So be rest assured that the same liberation unction at work down here is working right there with you. 
One of us was afflicted with um, full blood cancer and was out there in the hospital in America. That's where he lived. The power of God went from this forest, hit him there, and became cancer-free. Now, the truth is this. Wherever anybody may be in the world right now, the same fire burning on this altar is impacting on your life. And for everyone on ground, you have this divine opportunity not just to be there, but to be on ground where it's coming forth. And so, you have no reason under heaven to miss your encounter. Amen. The good news is, you are returning from Shiloh 2020 with a new identity. Amen. You believe that? Let me hear your loudest. Amen. Amen. Have you been blessed by the ministrations for second and third? Lift up your two hands one more time and give God thanks for his word. Give God thanks for his word. Give God thanks for his word. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Amen. Jesus, visit us in this last segment and let your word have a free course. Amen. Put in the hand of everyone what to do next. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. All heroes in the kingdom are Faith made heroes. All heroes in the kingdom are faith made heroes. It is to everyone according to his faith. It's our level of faith that defines the quality of our lives. Our level of faith defines the quality of our lives. It is to everyone according to his faith. So faith requires some special attention. Because the just shall live by his faith. By his faith. By his faith. I, I felt pressed by the Holy Spirit to put some little emphasis on this this morning by showing you how to build your faith because it's so important it's so important it's one thing to have an encounter it's another thing to believe in the reality of the encounter and to prove that you do by taking appropriate steps I have many things to say to you but your faith can't handle it now you may stone me you can't handle it now you can't handle it now. So you hold on. You need some capacity to handle some things that God has in stock for you. That's what makes faith so vital. Every 
vision requires faith for delivery. So it won't give you any vision that your faith cannot carry. So you need to develop your faith, sir. This building came out without a budget, without borrowing, without playing pranks, without calling special meetings of any special group of people. You need to mind your faith to grow your life. You need to mind your faith to grow your life. Write the vision. He said, it's deliverable by faith. Hebrews, I mean, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Deliverable by faith. You need to mind your faith to fulfill your glorious destiny, your enviable destiny in Christ. You need to mind your faith. And, and I'm going to show you this morning by the Holy Ghost how to do that. Praise God. Faith does not drop on people. Please get seated. Faith is a virtue that demands the personal responsibility of everyone that desires to see it grow. Faith comes by hearing and understanding the word. Faith comes by hearing and understanding the word. Faith comes by hearing and understanding the word. Understanding that word, all this, how can I? Except someone should guide me. And when it's understanding, open. Do you believe? Yes, I believe. Spiritual understanding is what begets faith. Spiritual understanding of the truth is what steers faith. Is what builds faith. Without enlisting in the school of faith, you can't grow your faith. Without enlisting in the school of faith, under faith masters, you can't grow your faith. Now, listen to me. Without enlisting in the school of faith, under accredited faith masters, you can't grow your faith. Listen, without enlisting in the school of faith, under God-ordained faith masters, you can't grow your faith. That is validated by the testimonies of the giants of faith in our contemporary times. You must enlist in the school of faith. Under God ordained faith masters who also are graduates of the school of faith under the masters before them. You cannot grow your faith. You can't learn tailoring from a motor mechanic workshop. You can't learn fashion designing from a bakery. Kenneteki said, I read all I could lay my hands upon of Smith Wigglesworth 
until something from him rubbed in on me. He never met him once. He just was a student of his school of faith. He was a student of Wigglesworth School of Faith. He had the clean word of faith mandate, but he needed to school himself. He needed to school himself. I had, I had a global word of faith mandate from the Lord. After an 18 hour long vision, I've been in the Egan School of Faith since 76. And let me substantiate this from scriptures. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8 to 11. I mean verse 11, please, to 13. Let's save time. 11 to 13. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so there are gifts of men whose mission is to bring us into the unity of faith from where they operate. Can I hear your amen? amen? Let's get it clearer from Romans chapter 10. How shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And who shall preach except he be sent? The word of faith which we preach because we are sent. And so our understanding, the understanding of people opens up as we teach them. You learn anything from those who have it. Those who don't have it can give it. Those who don't have it cannot give it. Such as I have, Peter said, give it unto thee. You don't have it, you can't give it. You can't give what you don't have. You can't go outside there and then give somebody a card that's not yours. You say, come, take that card. I give it to you by myself. In the name of Jesus. And then the owner came and he found you fiddling without to open the car. He will call police for you. Amen. You cannot give what you don't have. The minister of Predicacy Price opened up as he read the book, Rescued or Delivered from Sickness, Poverty and Death. Little book that can take a road. That opened up that ministry. It was from the writings of Oswald J. Smith 
that I caught the light and the fire of Matthew 6, 33, the book titled, The Man God Uses. That gave a claim bearing for my life. I was 22 years old. It was from the writings and the book of T.L. Osborne that I heard the voice of the Spirit of God for the first time. Go forward. Majestic, baritonic, unmistakable. That voice hasn't changed since I caught the first one. This is the place. You can't hear the voice of your father and no, no. You know it. I read that book in one sitting. I was arrested by the Holy Ghost. And it connected me to destiny. No guesswork here. No guesswork. No guesswork. No guesswork. You can only assess it from those who have it. That is the humility we must have to learn. That is the humility we must have to learn. You can only have it from those who have it. Recently, I stated by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, what you don't know, you don't know. What you won't learn, you can't know. And what you don't know, you pay for it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What you don't know, you don't know. And what you won't learn, you can't know. And what you don't know will cost you something. Stagnation, frustration, devastation. For my people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. Isaiah 5.13 My people perish for lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Our cell system was crawling. And by the year 2011, I said no. So I bought 400 copies of the book of Young Gichu on building successful home sales and gave it out to our 400 pastors here in Lagos and said for each one to study and then we gather together and find out what we should be doing that we are not doing, what we should not be doing that we are doing, what we should be doing but we are not doing well enough. Says skyrocketed from 3,000 to over 16,000 by the following year. Awesome God. What you don't know, you don't know. What you won't learn, you can't know. And what you don't know, you pay for it. You want church growth. Learn at the feet of those that are sent to set the pace for what you are looking for. And register in their school to acquire it. I sat with the books of Kenneth Copeland, my very revered mentor, 
and began to devoid. And then suddenly light broke out from heaven and changed my perspective, changed my positioning. And this is the grace of God today. The least concern of my life is finance, the least. The least of the least forever. You are all here, you know what I'm talking about. If it's needed, it's a snap of the finger. Without calling on any man under heaven. We saw Covenant University built in seven months. One of the four generation bank came down here and said, which bank is bankrolling this project? <laughs> Relax. We are bankrolled from where you don't know. Bankrolled from heaven, I tell you. What you don't know, you don't know. What you won't learn, you can't know. And what you don't know, you pay for it. Many are struggling night and day because they won't learn. Just take the book Understanding Financial Prosperity and ask God to open your eyes to see what is being said. Praise God. Take the book Breaking Financial Hardship and ask God to show you what it takes. struggling in ministry, but would they read Express in ministry? No. 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 How would they know it? Never. I read six books to excellence in ministry by Ken Copeland. Powerful. Six steps to excellence in ministry. Powerful. I have up to ten copies of it in my shelf. It helped to define the reality of takeoff and the excitement of continuity. Amen. Amen. You see, everything about life thrives on knowledge. You can't have a change of level in the school of faith without learning at the feet of the masters. God sent masters who also are graduates of other masters before them. That's the way it works. We were in Kenneth Egan's office one day and here he was reading the book of uh, T.L. Osborne. On the faith that works. You mean an evangelist teaching a celebrated word of faith apostle on the faith that works? With a smile. You read Egg's book, you are reading from a reader. You are reading from a reader. It's not this floating kind of writings that don't have any base. You are reading from a reader. You are, you are reading from those who have proved what they know, what they have acquired from other sources. If any man therefore thinks he knows anything, let him know he knows nothing yet as he ought to. Now let me tell you what level God has ordained our faith to attain to. If any man believes in me, the work that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. That's where he's taking us to. Now the question is, where am I now in that process? That's what drives me. Where am I now in that process? Where am I now in that process? Doing beyond what Jesus did, 
doing exactly what he did. Amen. Amen. But many of us will get there Amen. by an untiring commitment to taking responsibility in building our faith. My mentor Copeland said, the Lord said to him, go back to all the teachings of Higgins since 1962. So he went and charted all the materials to refresh himself, to step into the next phase of his ministry. He turned 84 last week. Amen. And it's refreshing to step into the next phase of his ministry. Now, how old are we? The Lord told him, get back to the teachings of again from 1962. And he went back and cutted all the CDs and everything he could get. And uh, what's going on today? Well, I took some rest and I listened to again. I took some rest and I listened to again. That's how giants of faith are built. That's how giants of faith are built. That's how giants of faith are built. I returned from a trip. My wife said, what did you come back with? I said, come and see. We have always had a library in my home from day one that we got married. Nobody stays here. No. I opened the first box, books, second box, books. He said, what? I said, I said that's all it is. I said, the content of this book can make me manufacture of the things I will have bought. The content of this book. You need a renewed value for knowledge. You need a renewed value for knowledge. Now, let me tell you this. There are many encounters God has reserved for you, but your faith is not developed enough to carry it. Your faith is not developed enough to carry it. On the 21st of December, 1995, we were going to dedicate the winner's complex in town on the 30th of December, and the Lord said to me, I will yet relocate my church. Ah. We are warming up to dedicate this one to her another Rehoboth, her place of enlargement, as I did in Kaduna. Oh yeah, let's go. The site began immediately. We are just about to dedicate this. We are not owing. That's okay. But the owner said he wants to relocate. So let's follow him. Let's follow him. I will dedicate this church <laughs> one year from today. 18 September 1999. Let's go. He says so. You need capacity to receive. And to prove that you receive, you pursue. You need capacity. It's not all this floating, you know, confess and America, uh, proclaim and claim. <laughs> you need capacity. You need cap our faith capacity must change level to maximize any encounter with God. It must change level. It must change level. It must and consciously cultivated. Not no assumption. It must change level. It sir, you know it must take faith to come to this forest. You should know that for God's sake. Particularly when you are ordered not to have any church in town. Must take faith. So what happens to all the people? God who says so, know what will happen. Let's go. 
Tell Osborne came here and he said, David, how will people get here? I said, they're already here. Now, we had not moved. It was in August 1989. I said, they're already here. He said, praise God. <laughs> Those are all giants of faith. Even when I came here with my little faith, I, I, I just knew by my little knowledge, it cannot be the place. I have my, if God asked me for it, I've given 1,000 reasons. I cannot be the place. But when God spoke, the faith capacity already built caught up with it. Somebody's told is changing. <coughs> you know why I had to digress to this? Because God has a lot of change of level packages. But can your faith handle it? And does not tempt anybody with evil. If your faith can handle this, we'll go from place to place. Write letters to all the banks. You know, we have been banking with you for some time. God has given us a mandate to build this church, and it will cost us so much. If anything, they say, come back tomorrow. So, you'll be carrying your apostolic grace to be going from bank to bank. I entered the last bank floor in my life, 1989, apart from... Uh, what they call microfinance bank when they were dedicating it. What am I doing? I'm not borrowing. I'm not taking overdraft. If I give you my money and I want it, I just send to you. I won't even talk to you. Bring my money. <laughs> Bring my money. Praise God. In Kaduna, I wrote a check and they said signature was not regular. I said, okay, bring their checkbook. So I signed all these oh, checkbooks. I said, check anyone that's regular. Point to it, and I will feel all the money I have there. They said they are sorry. I said, no, no, no. When I gave you my money, it was regular. When I want to collect, it's not regular. <laughs> Praise God. You need to build your faith to match the encounters God has in stock for you. You need to build your faith. All these games all over town won't work. Won't work. You know, I, I give you this, you give me that. You know, it won't work. And I give you this bottle of oil, you send me so, so money as a gift. Won't work. I give you this book as a gift. If you send this amount, which covers 10 copies of that book, won't work. This is not the way to Israel. Nobody prospers by what they give him. You prosper by what you give. Nobody prospers by what they give him. You prosper by what you give. Yes. Thank you. This church didn't prosper me. I brought prosperity here. You prosper by what you give, not what they give you. Nobody lacks what he gives. You only lack what you keep. is too big to beg. Ministers, please hear me. God is too big to beg. If I were hungry, would I have asked you? If you don't wake up, something will die. It has died before. That's it. Something is breaking forth in your life. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It said to me, you have two eyes. Can you make one to look up and one to look down? 
I tried. It didn't work. So anytime you're looking at a man, never came to me looking at a man. You fix your eyes on me. You will never be ashamed. Well, the good news is, shame is over in anyone's life today. <laughs> Somebody see that. Let me hear your loudest. Amen. <laughs> I read the book like a mighty wind by Mel Tari, and it was the act of the apostles being replicated. It's about the revival in Indonesia. It gave me a consciousness of the present day acts of the Holy Ghost. My heart began to pant to see the acts of the Holy Ghost replicated in my lifetime. In my, I read that book 1974-75, but it just left an imprint on my spirit. We are seeing it today by the grace of God, from one level to another. All kinds of signs, all kinds of wonders. You don't wait for faith to grow, you build your faith. You don't wait for faith to grow, you build your faith. Again, my prayer is that somebody's story is changing. Yeah. And if that is you, let me hear your loudest, amen. Yeah. If that is you, let me hear your loudest amen. amen. One platform that enhances the growth of our faith is our love for God. Hear what he said, John 15, 15. I call you no more servants, but friends. Because servant does not know what his master does. But I've called you friend because all that I've heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Love provides a platform for unlimited access to revelation. And faith grows by spiritual understanding of the truth. What is revelation? Being able to see what God is saying. Being able to see what God is saying. Nobody ever doubts what he sees. Being able to see the word of the Lord which Isaiah saw. Which Isaiah saw. Which Isaiah saw. Which Isaiah saw. Isaiah chapter 11. In chapter 2 verse 1. Which Isaiah the son of Amos saw. He saw. There is the word you hear. There is the word you see. When you hear it, you are informed. When you see it, you are transformed. You are transformed because as far as your eyes can see, unto you will I give it. You hear it, you are informed by it. You see it, you are transformed by it. Because as far as your eyes can see, unto you will I give it. 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 God's love at work in us is the covenant platform that provides access to the realm of unlimited revelations. Just be in love with Jesus. <laughs> he keeps revealing himself to you from his word. You see what many can see. You hear what others may not hear. My son David, my prosperity covenant, my, pro, my, pro, pro, my prosperity plan is not a promise. It does not respect prayers. It has no respect for fasting. 
It's a covenant until your part is played. I'm not committed. Now, that's coming from a verse. Because behind every scripture is the voice of God. And his voice will destroy any doubt. So please, just not be in love only. Stay in love and keep growing in your love for God. There shall be no limit to the rate of growth of your faith. There shall be no limit. I mean, how could God be speaking to me from Psalm 34 and verse 5? Um, they looked unto him and they were lightened. Their feet were no longer ashamed. And then, my son, you have two eyes. Can you make one to look up and one to look down? Is that in that verse? No. No. That's God revealing himself from his word. The larger your heart for God, the greater your access to revelation. The larger your heart for God, the greater your access to revelation. The larger your heart for God, the greater your access to revelation. The larger your heart for God, the greater your access to revelation. Let's spend time and consciously building our faith under God-ordained, God-sent faith ministers. He said the word of faith which we preach. Which we preach. Which we preach. And what's yet it? The word is not the even in their mouth and in their heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith which we preach. How shall they be without a uh, how shall they hear without a preacher? Uh, no shall preach except he be said. The word of faith which we preach. The word of faith which we preach. Can I submit with all humility? When you pick the book, The Unlimited Power of Faith, you are not just reading from David. You are reading from Egan, reading from Wigglesworth, reading from uh, Copeland, reading from T.L. Osborne. You are reading from all the ones that I had connected with and learned from. Yeah. Without me saying they said it. But it, some things entered my spirit as I went through them. And they culminate in the things that we are saying today. Amen. So there is nothing I can't believe. No. But you know grace multiplies by knowledge. There is nothing I can't believe by his grace. I've read a few things. I've heard quite many things. It has taken me off the shadows of unbelief. Off the shadows of unbelief. A senior colleague said to me, David, you are going to full-time ministry. How much savings have you got? <laughs> I smiled. I said, none. If I have anything, I will finish it before I go. Because he said, carry no post, no script. And greet no man on the way. Now, you won't think I will come to you. And greet no man on the way. He's, you know what he said? And lobby around no man's resources. He said it to me direct. Lord, who pays me? He said, you are in my employment. Stay on your job. I'm responsible. He hasn't stopped paying me once. 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 I've not knocked on any door once in my life. You know, we're in ministry and we just, um, you know, ministry has to be people 
people have ministry. So, amen. But it's my privilege to dip my hand in my pocket when I used to carry money in my pocket and give to somebody who's hungry. Now I don't carry money in my pocket because I can't carry what I have in my pocket. I can only give you a note to go and collect what you need when you need it. Praise God. Amen. Somebody's told is changing. Let me tell you something that will help you. I've been building my own faith library since I was 20. I've been buying books consciously and studying. You know, thank God for the Bible, but thank God for those who have proved the Bible and are telling us what they found. Thank God for the Bible, but thank God also for those who have proved the words of the Bible and are telling us what they found so it can be for us to understand and comprehend. I read a book, A Second Touch. I forgot the name of the author, maybe a coach or something. But I kept hunting for a second touch in anything. Second touch, second touch. Sec you see brighter. The first touch, what do you see? I see men walking like trees. Second touch, hey, I see men clearly. Many are still operating in the name of the first touch. They are seeing things glimly. It's not clear. They just see shadows. They don't see people. Please wake up. Hear what Paul said, an apostle of faith. The books which I left with thee when I was at Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee the cloak and the books and the books and the books and especially my notes and the books and especially my notes have you ever met a student without a notebook you can always tell it's great every true student has his notebook I can't tell you how many of these have been used in my life This one came into my hand 25th, 20th of November 2020. This one. We write exam daily, so we study daily. We write exam daily, and so we study daily. Wake up. You need your notes that you refer to. You need the books. I, Daniel, we are told the other time, understood by books. Now, Daniel was a super gifted man. They were ten times better than their colleagues. He was said to be as wise as God. Yet, I understood through books. I understood through books. I, Daniel, understood through books. All the giants of faith are life students of the word of faith. Because we are going somewhere and it's too far from where we are now. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 17, 
Because you say you are rich, you have need for nothing. Not knowing that you are poor and wretched. Not knowing that you are poor and wretched. Compare with what I have in store for you. Where you are is no place. Thank God for it. But where you are is no place. Compare with what I have for you. You can imagine if this ministry got stuck in Quora, it will still be there. If it got stuck in Kaduna, it will still be there. If it got stuck down in Lagos, it will still be there. Thank God for where we are is by his grace. But thank God much more for what he has in store for us. Amen. Amen. Your better days are still ahead. Amen. Your great days are still ahead. Amen. There are many people to today without any identity, you will soon become a global phenomenon. Amen. There are struggling businesses represented under the sound of my voice around the world today, it will soon become an explosive business. Amen. There are ministries under the sound of my voice around the world today that are struggling, it will soon be clear of the order of new grace that has come upon your life. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know, Jesus built for us 10,000 churches this year without any stress. Without any strain. Without raising an offering. Amen. Without any pressure on anyone. Without any foreign input from any nation, not even from our mission. And he also built us 759 churches in the foreign field this year. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you, come on, learn of me. But I'm meek and ruling. You need meekness to learn. We were told that earlier on. The meek will he teach his way. The meek will he guide in the way that he should go. The meek, the meek, the meek, the meek, the meek. You know, Moses, I can't believe in praying, Oh Lord, show me now thy way that I may know thee. You that saw God like life. Amen. Show me now that way. Which way? You saw the wonders of Mount Sinai. Then in chapter 33, show me now that way. You can't enlist in his school without meekness. They check you with their equipment. Meekness level. May your meekness never pass the test Amen. to keep learning at the feet of Jesus Amen. through his sent agents. Amen. He said they have Abraham, they have Moses and the prophets with them. If they won't hear from them, now would they have anybody who should come down from heaven? God has people you must hear to experience a change in your life. People you must hear. You won't hear them, you won't see change. People you must hear. People you don't have a choice, but here you don't hear them, just stay there forever. You don't hear them, you are the same for forever. People you must hear. People you must hear. People I must hear. People I must hear. And thank God I found my own on time. And I kept hearing them. And hearing them. 
and hearing them. Somebody said, how many of the books of Egan have you read all that he ever wrote? Except he's writing from heaven now. Which has not been published, perhaps. But all he ever wrote. All he ever wrote. Your story has changed. Amen. Stand to your feet. If you go to an open market like we have it across Africa and in Nigeria, um, you know what you are going for, so you go to the store where they have it. You want food items, you don't go to where they sell planks. You go to where food items are stored. You want textile materials, you don't go where they sell motor spare parts. It's not fun there. You want faith, Go to them that sell and buy for yourself. <laughs> Amen. You want the anointing? Go to them that manifest it and find out what they have found. And you'll find rest for your soul. You want prosperity? Go to them that have it with proofs. Amen. Amen. It is wisdom to follow them who have uh, obtained the promises. Not those who are explaining it. Those who have obtained it. Who have obtained it. Who have obtained the promise. See, there, there is nothing called luck here. I mean, luck here is all about discoveries. All about discoveries. All about discoveries. We had very powerful word this morning on prayers. Powerful word on the word and powerful word on faith. And now I'm telling you, your encounters can only be maximized with your faith capacity being enhanced. And it's not what happens by chance. It's what you consciously cultivate. 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 Lift up your two hands. Ask God for grace to enlist as a life student of the word of faith. The only way to maximize the encounters that God has reserved for us. I have many things to say to you, but you can't handle them now. I'll be when the spirit of truth is come, it will guide you into all truth. We shall not speak of himself. Whatever I shall hear, that shall he speak. And it will show you things to come. 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 In Jesus' precious name. A man walked to my office many years ago and was in tears. And I said, what about? <laughs> Everything I do, nothing is working. The devil is so hard against me. I said, okay. Um, go downstairs. We were up there in the old church. Get a book called Satan Get Lost. When you finish reading it, you come back. I'll give you seven days. He went 
and came back. I can't believe it was the same man. Bibi with smiles. <laughs> I didn't even know the devil was that chief. I didn't. <laughs> it's totally changed by light. You want to exercise dominion over the works of darkness? Go to those who have it. That's the way to do it. He was beaming with laughter. I couldn't recognize he's the same person. He said, you told me to get the book and I, I thought you were going to pray for me. I said, no, no, no. Prayer is not a substitute for light. If there's no power in your house and you are praying, will you now find power? No, 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 no. Glory to God. You go and pay for the cost and then they will return your power. Amen. You can't pray for them to be confused where they're collecting the money. <laughs> Amen. He was beaming with laughter. A woman in Kinshasa was reading a book in French, winning invisible battles, and he's been having this siege following him around. He felt a man was following him, following him everywhere he went. In the middle of the book, the siege disappeared. She became free. While she got to the middle of that book, she got free. Go for light. And we have amazing word of faith ministers today in this country who are not mixing anything with anything but just the word, the raw word of God. Building them up and helping them to build others. So you don't have any excuse. You don't have any excuse. You don't have any excuse. Every pressure on your life must be converted to pleasure on this mountain. Thank God for encounter, but thank God much more for capacity to receive and make the most of the encounters we have. It was me, God told this is the place. I may not tell anybody if I didn't want to tell them. Since I didn't even want to come here before. I just keep it to myself. Most transformations are personal with you and God. You don't embrace it, it's gone. You receive and run with it, you manifest it. But capacity is vital. God does not tempt anybody with evil. He won't ask you to handle what he knows you don't have capacity to handle. He won't ask you to handle it. He won't ask you to handle what you don't have capacity to handle. And it's not about what you say, it's about what he says you. So build up, build up. Help me tell your neighbor, it's time to build up. It's time to build up. It's time to enlist as a life student of the word of faith. Under God sent apostles, pastors and teachers, evangelists and prophets. It's time to build up and enlist in the word of faith school to build faith capacity to maximize every encounter from the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Please get seated for a moment. We have some books here that will be of help to you. Um, Turn around power of the world. The turn around power of the world. 
the unlimited power of faith, anointing for breakthroughs, anointing for exploits, understanding the anointing, the breakthrough power of vision when in prayer, experiencing God in prayer, not by power, not by might, understanding the power of faith, wonders of kingdom stewardship, following the path of the egos. They are among others, but if you need any of them, please check out and find those at materials and be blessed by it. And they are also sold online, so you can uh, avail yourself that opportunity and it will be a blessing to you. Amen. Tonight, night of encounter begins at 7 p.m. Amen. The preparation of the heart is what determines the answer from the Lord. I don't have any doubt that certain things have dropped for each one of us in this hour of visitation. Am I, do I have a witness here? Has anything dropped for you today? Did anything drop for you at the hour of prayer? Did you find anything in the word one? Did something happen to you in word two? Did you locate anything in word three? Does this exhortation add anything to your life? Well, the proofs will be there. The proofs will be there. I said the proofs will be there. The proofs will be there. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. So if you have been harassed by any demonic power, any work of darkness, go for the material. Satan, get lost. When the invisible battles overcoming the force of wickedness, and you walk out of them as if, as if they do not exist. And that light shines in darkness, and the darkness can't handle it. There is no noise. When light steps in, darkness steps out. No argument. No debate. No is stronger. No. It's automatic. And the entrance of his word, it gives light. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's faith level must drastically change this time. He said, Thy faith groweth exceedingly. 2 Thessalonians 1 3. Faith growing at jet speed because that your faith grows exceedingly, exceedingly exceedingly high level rate of growth which comes through high level rate of commitment to learning at the feet of masters 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 your faith will not be found wanting I pray it will always match what God has in stock for you. Amen. You never miss the best of heaven's offer anymore. Amen. Lift up those two hands, everybody. And thank God for the blessings of this hour of visitation. Thank God for the blessing 
of this hour of visitation. Thank God for the blessing of this hour of visitation. Thank God for the blessing of this hour of visitation. Will you make that thanksgiving louder? Somebody out there, make it louder. If you have been blessed, if you have been touched, if you have been enlightened, if you have been imparted, thank him some more. Thank him some more. Give him the glory due to him. That is the only way to get more of the blessing in uh, subsequent sessions. Thank him. Thank him. He's worthy. He's worthy. Give him the glory due to him. Thank him and thank him and thank him. Thank him and thank him and thank him. Give him praise. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Remember, 1 p.m. is the specialized classes that to be holding as announced earlier. 3 p.m., the youth alive session. Very importantly, we are all admonished to maximize every moment in this camp. And in all viewing centers, please maximize the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord in the camp. No careless movement and moment. Meditating on the word, taking time to study, taking time to pray, reflecting over all the teachings. Do that and you'll see God manifesting the prophets in your life. In Jesus' precious name. The remaining part of this day shall be your best time here. In Jesus' wonderful name. Will you kindly bless your neighbor with the goodness of the Lord? Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. It is my year of breaking limits. Then what eyes have not seen nor ears heard shall be your experience all through the year 2020. Congratulations. Amen and amen. God bless you mightily.